Alrighty. I don't know if we're any better. All right. I am live on MiamiMicRadio.com. This is take two of Real Talk with Karen Stacy. I think the levels are better now. I see it going a little bit crazy. Let me go back to Facebook Live. Let's get this going. Uh, live video. Testing, testing. Yep, I don't know what's going on, but let's see. Okay. Here we go. Let's see if we got anything going here. <laughs> okay. All right, let's see. Are we back? Are we back? All right, I see a better level on my thing. Let's see, guys. I am back on track. Are you with me? Who's here? Let's get back onto this into the swing of things. My apologies. Technical difficulties. Somebody give me a sound check on Miami Mike Radio, please. Um let me know if you guys can hear me better. It looks like it changed. I see there are some uh, comments coming in. I'm not sure where they're going to right now. <laughs> um, so just if you guys can join me back on the feed where we are now, that would be very helpful. My great apologies for um, all of this craziness going on. Okay, here we go. You guys are back. Okay. I am so sorry. I don't know what's going on. Facebook has been a little funky lately. Um, there's some wacky algorithms going on and people are booted, flagged, this, that. I, I don't know what the hell is going on. I shared um, one of my girlfriend's posts for her spa and I was flagged. Um, there's just a lot of nonsense going on with this whole um, Facebook algorithm going on. All right. So are you guys back? Can you hear me? Can somebody give me a sound check on MiamiMikeRadio.com? I think it, the levels look better now. Um, now I'm probably screaming at everybody. <laughs> like, God damn it. Shut her up. It's too loud. All right, so we're back. You're listening to Real Talk with Karen Stacy live on MiamiMikeRadio.com. We are on Facebook Live as well. We're doing an interactive show tonight, so I greatly appreciate your participation in this um, show tonight. Uh, hopefully, we are sounding better. Um, what was what does that say? Uh, La La Land <laughs> sounds okay on the TuneIn app. Oh. Thank you, Tina. Thank you for letting me know that. Okay, that's perfect. Because um, I wasn't sure and um, I, I was getting, I nobody was kind of getting back to me on that. So thank you for letting me know because obviously it's extremely important that um, we sound good on the radio considering this is a radio show. <laughs> All right. Um, where am I now? Am I live? Am I here? Testing, testing. Is this mic working? All right, we're good. So no, the other one, I don't even see me up here. Where am I? All right, maybe it's got to load. <laughs> this technical difficulty stuff is just for the birds. You know what I'm saying? All right, here we go. Now I see where we are and I can see all of you. All right, let's get back to the subject here because I'm all over the place. I was supposed to have another caller and 
exactly when I was going live on the air, I got the text that they couldn't call in. So, um, you know, this is what happens. I can't make this shit up. This is live, okay? There's no filter. There's no fade to black. There's no guy in the back that's fixing all of these technical things. It's me, and I'm seeing people messaging me, and I'm trying to think, speak, and act at the same time. So how am I doing so far? Am I doing okay? <laughs> how do you like me so far? Wait, I got to tell you guys a really funny story. I was going to save it, but I think like I need to bring some light to this situation here since, you know, the technical difficulties are a little bit annoying. Um, okay, so, <laughs> so I don't know if I told you guys or if anybody saw some of my posts but my neighbors had chickens and roosters, okay? So I live like in the city, okay? There's no chickens or roosters. It, it's like crazy, all right? So um, it, they, they like my property a lot. They were my neighbors and they like my property. So they all would come to my property. So I come home and I'm like, you know, I see these, they're all on the thing. So I put posts up and I joke around. I said, isn't it nice? I have four cocks lined up for me. You know, what more would any girl want, right? So I was making jokes about it. And, um, okay, great. Thank you. So now, um, (laughs) so now I'm in my house and, um, I'm sitting snuggled with my dog and all of a sudden I hear boom, 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 boom on my front door, right? So now I'm like, who, what, who the hell is this, right? So I look out my window and county police are in my driveway. So now what does everybody think when the county police or any police are in your driveway? The first thing you think of is, did I commit a crime I don't remember? Um, is everyone I know and love alive? Like, what the fuck, right? So now I'm like panicked. I got the dog in my arms. I open the door and I don't know what the hell to expect. And there's this female officer that's so sweet. She goes, I'm sorry, ma'am, but um, your chickens um, are in the middle of the road and um, they're going to get run over. And (laughs) I started laughing. I'm like, "Uh, those aren't my chickens. Um, Those are my neighbors. So now that was the county police. She said she was going to, she called the um, the city police, right? So now, like, and nobody believes this stuff because, you know, I can't make this shit up. So now I'm standing, I got the dog in my arms. So she goes, and now the, the regular police are now in my driveway. So I'm like, all right, here we go. Yes, Tina, chickens and roosters, okay? All day long, all right? So now... I go outside and there's another police officer and he says, listen, you know, you got to get rid of, you know, it's illegal, you know, and I'm like, they're not my chickens. Okay. So she, so then he's, I said, they're my neighbors. So he's like, all right, well, whatever. So now another cop call comes. So now I have two cops in my driveway and all over, you know, this, right? So now two of the cops, they go, they, they have to look because the freaking they're on my property. So they come to my to the, my yard and they're looking at the things or whatever. So now they got to go to the neighbor and tell the neighbor, like, you know, this is against the law, you know, and, you know, please go get your cocks and get them back in your row, right? So they said, did you hear the call on the radio? The cop said, 
did you hear the 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 call on the radio so i said you know it's funny i have a, a talk show and i you know made a post about that and um i said and so he goes so he was trying not to say it in front of me because he was trying to be a gentleman but of course me with my mouth i go yeah i was saying how you know i have all these cocks lined up for me so he starts laughing and whatever so this is how like so now i have two cop cars in my driveway when i lived in the bronx when i tell you if you got one cop to your house when they were breaking into it an hour later you were in good shape when i was in westchester and i saw like 15 cop cars by the school i'm like oh my god a kid got killed they're like no there was probably just a fight i'm like a fight so like god bless i i love the offices here i'm i feel very safe with the fact that they are here but it's crazy, like, I can't make it up, like, and then I had somebody coming, I had to do a haircut, and he's like, are these cops here for you, because, and I say, you know, I can't make this shit up, like, this is just my life, is that, so now, I, and now, the funny thing is, is that they went up there to tell them to get their freaking chickens and roosters, and they never got them, so I come back outside, and they're on my front lawn still, I was cleaning out my car the other day, and it, actually, when the when the cop knocked on my door, the roosters were on my steps. They were gonna come in my house. Could you imagine? So it was just it's hysterical. So like I just figured, you know what? I'll lighten it up a little bit, considering that you know the the powers that be, the volume wasn't good on Miami Mike Radio. That um you know Facebook Live you know kicked us off. So I figured I'd talk about Cox and make everybody, you know, giggle a little bit because technically I can do that because I really am talking about Cox. So um, anyway, that's my story. You know, how lucky of a gal am I that I, you know, I got four Cox lined up on a row for me. I mean, you know, banging on my door. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I need to really, I need to get my head examined. Yeah, they were hungry. <laughs> Thanks, Tina. All right. So here's another question I got for you. Um, actually, and I just want to let you guys know that um, in a little bit, we are going to have a call in. My girl, uh, uh, Liana, is going to call in because, you know, we're kind well, I'm old. I'm not going to talk, speak for everybody else. But, you know, I'm old. And so I see things a certain way and I talk about what I see and how I see them. So it's going to be interesting to have um, her on the show because she happens to be, in my opinion, a, um, a phenomenal young lady um, that I have much respect for. And um, she's just, in, she has everything you would want in a, in a human. She's just a, a beautiful, a beautiful woman. <laughs> I know mean, she's like my little girl, but she, you know, and so I, I'm interested to hear her input on things. Um, because I like to, you know me, I like to talk about everything. So I like every different side. So do me a favor and tag everybody. Get them on the feed with us here because I can. we can interact with this. I, I'm done with my cocks now. <laughs> Tina, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. So now speaking of old, here's the question. All right. Can you teach an old dog new tricks? Now, I don't mean like my puppy old, but I mean like, you know, us, right? So I was talking to someone and they were talking about, you know, how they're in a relationship and, um, 
you know, and now, you know, like the, the, the whole, you got to, you, the moving in thing, right? So now I was, it's funny that we were having this conversation because as I'm in my room, I'm thinking, oh my God, Steve, you're so funny. I see the cops coming on the, on the thing. That's fucking hysterical. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. So, I, so anyway, so now I, we were talking and he was saying, you know, they, we were talking about that and I was looking at myself at my room and I'm going, you know, my poor husband, he had an Amor. That's all he had. He had like an Amor. He folded all of his jeans. Nice, nice. And then he had two drawers and that was it. That was all he had. And I have like every closet in the house, um, you know, drawers, room, this, that. And now I have taken over the Amor and the two drawers that he had, right? So now I'm saying to myself, Jesus, you know, if I ever, if anybody, you know, was like, if I ended up with somebody and they moved in here, I have to like, where are they going to put their stuff? Like I got all my shit. Where are we going to put their stuff? So when I was talking to a friend of mine, they were saying how, you know, they're, you know, going to be, you know, moving in with their significant other. And like they had to empty out a couple of drawers because how how are you going to make space? So it's just kind of funny. And like, so I say like, well, you know, as we get older, right, we get very set in our ways. And, you know, we like what we like. We want what we want. And now, like, I got to move my stuff. Like, I got to move my shit for you. And it's not because I don't love you or nothing, but, like, I got to move my stuff for you now. So do we, can we teach old dogs new tricks? Can we at, you know, 40, 50 years old, 60, whatever, um, can we you know, make room in our life for new people to come in. Can we do that? You know, um, th- that's just, you know, my question is, you know, because like me, I'm I'm very like, I like my stuff and, and I like my stuff where I like my stuff. So, uh, you know, I, and I was talking to someone earlier today as well and, and th- th- he was saying the same thing. He's like, well, you know, I got married late. He's like, and like, I, I I'm kind of like, a little bit selfish like I like my stuff how I like my stuff like so it's true the older you get and I'll tell you guys a really funny story when I was my god I was I must have been in my 20s and I was working in this salon and um I became friendly with these um these two Jewish girls now yes I am you know my I'm not religious but you know I'm of Jewish descent or whatever the hell you want to call that right but I was not really raised that way. So, um, but anyway, so these girls I would consider to be like Japs, right? So I remember them, we were sitting down and we were talking and we were at a cafe or something. And they were like, oh my God, if five years from now I am not married, um, I don't have children, I don't have this, I will be, be, you know, that'll be it. I will be devastated. And like, this was like what they were aspiring to. So then I go to one of the girl's houses and it was like nerd alert, okay? You opened up her closet. I kid you not. There were those, which don't get me wrong. If I had somebody to do this for me, I probably would do it. So, I, you know, let me not, you know, but she was like, woo, you know, like you like, she had all the clear boxes and they were labeled 
and they the whole entire closet, all of her shoes were like organized and labeled each and everything like that. Now, could you imagine her being married and having somebody there if they touched that? Could you imagine? So like you get used to having your space, you get used to things being a certain way and then you don't. I mean, I even, and I'm not a neat freak by any means. I really am not. I'm anal about certain things, but I'm not a neat freak like that at all. But I wish I could be that way because I, I, I like the way it looks, but I just could never keep up with it. So, um, you know, like, but even like my son, like I'll wait and I'm, I'm so bad. You know, like they, he has a glass on the table. I waited to see how long he, that glass was going to sit on the table. So I think it's probably a few days now. And then I finally say to him, dude, are you serious right now? Like, how long has that glass been on the table? But like, that's different because that's a cleanliness thing and I have to teach him or whatever. But, you know, how do we make room for, you know, people when we're set in our ways? So now I know that people are um, chiming in and I realized that, you know, my cock story was very titillating <laughs> and everybody was, uh, chiming in on that. Um, Joseph, you want me to start over? I actually did. This was my second shot in. Um, um, I started over about 20 minutes ago because Facebook kicked us off and Miami Mike radio, I wasn't loud enough on. So now I think everybody can hear me and the powers that be are in alignment for the moment until somebody gets, you know, twisted and it's off again. But you know what? It's all good. Um, oh, you like my clock? Thank you, Bill. Nice to have you here on the feed. Um, <laughs> leave your roosters out of it. No way, man. Keep your roosters to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, you guys know how to work social media. Okay, oh, flyers. Okay, that wasn't me. Okay. Um handcuff them all my god joseph why does it gotta be like that um okay where am i setting our ways yeah tina yes walk-in closet and private bathroom yes i mean not for nothing sex in the city the last one when they no that was it the last one i think it was yes that was the uh, i think it was the last one when they got the, the the penthouse uh up on top and he built her that closet I think I came like six times when I saw that closet. I mean, that was the best closet ever, 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 ever. So yes, that would be the way into my heart is a walk-in closet. Um, and um, yes, definitely a private bathroom because the bathroom issue, forget about it. You got it. Especially like me, I shed, like I lose my hair when I wash my hair and stuff. Forget about it. My husband, when he was alive, would, what? Ah, get it. Forget about it. Leave me alone. Get over there. Um... Build another wing. Yes, you know what, Jen? I'm going to build another wing. I'm going to hire my private contractor and I'm going to build another wing. First, I have to find my Prince Charming. And then once I put my glass slipper on, I'm going to use my magic wand and I'm going to create a wing. We're going to go right wing this time. No, never mind. Left wing. You know what? Let's not go with wings. Let's go with birds. Oh, let's do a rooster. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Leanna said, this is such a hard question. I think it's all based on the individual and different lives they have lived. Um, depends on the person and if they are worth it. 
Yes, that's uh, Steve. Absolutely. Um, it, it always depends on if it's worth it um, and what kind of sacrifices that you're willing to make. Sure you can. Any learned behavior can surely be unlearned. Huh. I guess so. I guess that's true, right? We just get set in our ways. But yeah, you could. You could definitely unlearn something. Um, but it's probably difficult to do. If you had the mindset of always striving to achieve new goals, you can certainly reach them, uh, teach them new tricks. However, if you were always the more fearful type and afraid of failure, you won't be willing to learn the new tricks. You see, that's why I love you, mama. Amen. That is real talk right there. And that is really, you know, you just segued in to um, something else that I had wanted to to say, which which is about starting over, right? Um, you know, Joseph asked me to start the 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 show over again, but um, you know, starting over. So many of us are single again, um, and we need to start over. So, what does that entail? It entails giving up half your closet. <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm dwelling on the closet. Um, all right. Uh, Bill said the challenge is pre- is um, predicated on the willingness of the persons to unlearn bad behavior. Yep, exactly. Um, it's not. Richie said it's not so much the move in; it's the adjustment period, getting used to each other's ways. That is very true. You know, if you ever, you know, you could be dating somebody and everything is great, and then you go away with them for like a week. And then you know right then and there if like you're you're good or not because you know if they there was that comedian that used to say you're so annoying why do you do that thing that that breathing that in and out and in and out and it's so true because how annoying is it like when somebody's annoying you so you know you got to be compatible so I guess when you're compatible your stuff and their stuff but still I mean my husband loved me to death but I wasn't like he used to organize the like the pantry like everything like a certain way, facing a certain way. I could get like that too, but I never keep it that way, unfortunately. But that would drive him crazy. He would do stuff like that. But he just knew that I wasn't going to do it. And even though he would get like annoyed, he wouldn't really break my balls over it. He was just like, all right, could you just try to leave it like that for like a little while? So, you know. All right, let's see. Um, Bill says, once you change your philosophy, you change your thought pattern. Once you change your thought pattern, you change your attitude. Once you change your attitude, it changes your behavior pattern, and then you go into some action. Malcolm X. You see, you always, the, 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 what is, what does Gianna always call you? Um, the, the wizard of uh, the word, wordly, I forgot what she calls you, but it's, it's perfect. Um, all right. Jennifer says, if you, God damn it, this damn phone. If you love someone and want to have a future with them, you will change your learned behavior and adapt to the changes that needed to be to cohabitate. And you know what? That is really the true, that is so, 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 so true. You know, when it's the right person, none of this shit matters, right? Except when you want to move my shoes. No, I'm only kidding. No, seriously. I mean, it, it really, it, it's it's really just, you know, it's semantics at that point. Um, I love when you engage us in 
critical thinking. Well, thank you, Bill. I I wanted to do today's show. I know some people actually enjoy the one-on-one when we do this back and forth. Um, Obviously, it's great when I have on guests that, you know, are much more interesting than I, but um, it's also very fun, uh, you know, to do this because, you know, we all get to know each other and bounce off of each other. And when I do my other shows and I have guests, it's very difficult for me to interact and read the comments. Um, so I'm, I enjoy doing this. It's actually a lot of fun. Um, if you truly love someone, you will make any changes in your life necessary to make the relationship worth work. Yes, Steve, absolutely. Oral wizardry. See, thank you. I don't know why I have a mental block with that and I never get that right. I don't know what it is about me that I never get that right. Tattoo it on my freaking forehead because I can never remember that. It's all about the the rhyme and the reason. It, indeed, indeed. All right, so then let's talk about this a little bit too. Um, so you guys are listening to Real Talk with Karen Stacy. We are live on MiamiMikeRadio.com. We are also live on Facebook, and that's where we are in the Karen Stacy page. Um, and we are. I am reading um, some of the comments that uh, that you guys are are interacting with. So this is what's going on at the moment. Um, uh, Frank's Frankie said a good place to begin would be to dig through the friend zone and find a person that's not an asshole. <laughs> Amen to that right there. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> so. You know, let's talk a little bit about that, though, you know, about reinventing yourself, right? Um, You know, if you are in a a new relationship or you've gained a relationship or you're, I don't know, starting a new life, you know what, let's say a relationship, what about a career? What about so many of us that I know have moved, um... And relocated, like they they lived in New York their whole life, and then they just upped and left, and they went someplace else. I mean, like th- that. What about a new career? You just you know change it, and and I you know they say that if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, right? So I think it's so important because so many of us become stagnant. Um, you know, how many people have the same job for X amount of years and they're absolutely miserable, right? I mean, I, I was joking around with, with Steve DJ Simply Nice, um, you know, who's on the station and he did the pregame for the show today and, you know, he's played, I think, every single day and, and I was like, Steve, are you like, you know, you sure you want to do that? I mean, I would love to have you do the pregame, but like, are you sure? Like, you're all right with that? And he was like, I love it. I'll never get sick of it. And so that's the beauty of, um, you know, doing what you love. So I do, I've had a couple of careers in my life, actually. I mean, they've all somewhat intertwined, if you will. Um, but you know what? If you get bored, I was in my 20s and I had already done something for so long. And my husband was like, you know what? you got to like do something else. Like you, you look at you, like, you know, you got to do something else. And and I, I got a new career, you know, and I started over again in my mid to late twenties, um, another career, you know? So, you know, you, you have to constantly reinvent yourself because if you don't constantly reinvent yourself, 
then you stay, um, you know, um, stagnant, right? And and I think that's a really big um, issue with people is that, you know, it gets very difficult to remain motivated. You know, I keep, I would say all the time, a body in motion tends to stay in motion, right? Isaac Newton, right? Isaac, uh, yeah, Newton, right? So a body in motion tends to stay in motion. And so, you know, it, if you notice in life, if you stop moving, you stop moving. So I just went through, you know, those of you that know, I, I lost, you know, my my brother uh, before Thanksgiving and, um, you know, I was in a really bad place and I just could not get off my couch. And, you know, I, I kept, you know, and I was like a, a body in motion tends to stay in motion and, you know, a body at rest tends to stay at rest. And, you know, I just could not get myself up and moving. And, you know, I was talking to another friend of mine and it's the same thing. It was like the couch wins. So, you know, how do we gain that motivation to keep it going? Because, you know, when you're sitting there, like I'm sitting on my couch, I got my, and I've got, once my dog gets on the, on my lap, I'm, I'm done. She snuggles into me. I'm done. Of course, unless the police are knocking on my door because I got four cocks in my driveway, you know, then I got to get up and I got to answer the phone. But, you know, how do, it's never too late to reinvent yourself, right? So, knew you, knew whatever. And sometimes you just got to motivate yourself. I had a friend of mine that I, I could tell was going through something. And, you know, I was like, are you good? You know, and I kind of was like their cheerleader for, for a minute because they've been my cheerleader for a minute too. And you know what? Sometimes we need that. We need somebody to say like, you know what? You got this. Like, I believe in you, you know, whatever it is where just that little bit of encouragement, it doesn't mean that you have to coddle them. It doesn't mean that you have to, you know, um, uh, patronize them, lick their ass, whatever, just give somebody that little bit because sometimes you're just holding on by a thread, right? You're just holding on, holding on, holding on. And then somebody just says that one thing that just says, you know what? All right, I'm going to do this. And that's what ends up happening. And then you push yourself to the next level. So, you know, you can do anything. You just have to sometimes regroup um, you know, and then, you know, once you regroup and you center, you can keep fighting. You know, I, I, I read a book, you know, with the Phoenix rising and it's so true. You know, when you go through these life altering experiences, you need to become the Phoenix rising. You need to reinvent yourself. You need to keep it going. You know, it doesn't matter. So you're 50 years old and you want to open up a business go for it. You know why? Because you have the experience, hopefully, because of your age, you've been through certain things, you can do it. So, you know, this is the the whole thing is, is that, you know, you are never too old or you're never too, um, what would be the, the other word to say? Like, you know, it's never too late, right? It's never too late to reinvent yourself. It doesn't matter. You can always reinvent yourself. So, you know, encourage yourself to do that because a body in motion tends to stay in motion. So if you stop and you become complacent, then you're never going to accomplish anything. And the next thing you know, just like me, you know, I, it was like, I looked at my, I was like, it's January. I haven't gotten a manicure and a pedicure since the summer. 
are you kidding me right now? Like enough already. You know, there are just certain things and, and time keeps going by, right? And and life happens. So who dies? You know, who, you know, the the, the pipes broke, you know, whose boiler is, is out? You know, everything happens. Life happens, right? And you got to keep it moving. So, you know, always remember that there is a light at the other end of the tunnel and you got to keep pushing. And sometimes, you know, you need to be the pusher and sometimes, you you know, you need to be the pushy. So, you know, you, you if you're lucky enough to have a good amount of people in your life, um, you know, and, and my grandmother always told me, if you can count on one hand, people that were truly your friends, you've lived a very full life, which in and of itself is a very sad statement because if you think about how many people in the, how many people in our lifetime that we've met and that we know, she, five, and you know, she was lucky too. I I think that's a high number if, you know, with, with statistics at this point, you know, so it just doesn't always happen. So if you have good people in your life, then you should be able to um, you know, bring them up with you and hopefully you can all rise up together. So you guys are listening to Real Talk with Karen Stacy. We are live on MiamiMikeRadio.com. I hope you guys are tuned in. We are live on the feed. Thank you, Bill. I see you tagging people. We got to bring people in on the feed so that we can interact. Um, I got a lot of stuff to talk about, but you know what? I think I want to get Leanna on the phone. Um, I, again, will, you know, want to preface by saying this young lady is, um, you know, we're just talking about, um, you know, us being older and reinventing ourselves. And this young lady is inventing herself. She happens to be an old soul. So, um, when you hear her speak for anyone that's listening, that doesn't know her, Um, you know, there's a tremendous amount of insight, um, that, that you will gain because she is, um, worldly beyond her years. So, um, I'm going to have her call in and you can listen to her because she wants, she wanted us to talk about things. Well, I want to talk about things from her age range and perspective and she wanted to give me some feedback on some of our stuff from her age and perspective, if if that sounds right. Um, all right. So, Leanna, my love, give us a call. Tune in. Here we go. Leanna is coming on the phone. You want me to call you or are you going to call me? Testing, testing. Is this mic working? I think we do. I think we have it all working. All right, Leanna, call me, call me, call me, call me. <laughs> look, oh, and look, look at this pretty girl. Look at her. There she is. <laughs> okay. And um, we are, here we are. Hello, Mama. Hi. What's going on? How are you? How are you? Good. All right. Well, what's I, going on? Well, you know, I'm just doing a talk show, you know. With... Yeah, you know, just an every Tuesday thing. This is a very insightful show so far. I have it pulled up on my computer while I'm on the phone with you so I can also see the comments. Oh, thank as well. you. So, <laughs> thank you. I feel like 
you know, if I feel like there's something that is really insightful, I could read it for the both of us kind of thing. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that because you know that I am not as, and now that my phone is designated uh, to to a spot so that everybody can hear you, I'm really going to lose vision. So <laughs> I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely. Hi, Diane. Need... I see her commenting. I'm definitely, yes, um, I'm definitely. So, Liana, for anybody out there that, you know, that's listening, um, just Tell them a little bit about you. Yeah, so I am in my third year of nursing school. I am the oldest of three girls. My 21st birthday is next month. I'm so excited. Although, you know, a couple of years already I've been out and about. But, you know, um, I like to support in any way I can. And you guys have all really become family to me. So I think it's important that I support whenever I get the minute to. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just started school yesterday, and this week I I had my class this morning, and I just went into, like, a frenzy, all the work that they threw at us already, and, you know, going on to what you said about reinventing yourself, or in my case, inventing myself, Right. I think adults are at, you know, a much higher advantage in that aspect, because they've gone through life already. They know their likes and dislikes. They know what works for them and what doesn't work for them. Their schedule, if they have kids or don't have kids. And I think, you know, when they find their little niche, they can just go for it. Yeah. So with me. I, I mean, not to interrupt you, but I I mean, no. that, that may seem that way on the outside looking in. But trust me, we don't have any fucking clue because things <laughs> change. No, seriously. I mean, yes, we have a certain, uh, like you said, a routine, a schedule. But you know what? Right. We, we, we don't necessarily know what works and what doesn't work. Sometimes we do, but we still don't do what we should do, right? We know what we, right. we, we can do or maybe what we should do but we don't always do what we should do right so I don't think anybody does I think that's just life well there you go so that's right but I'm saying you you were you were making that 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 you know comparison and that I think we're all kind of in that same boat different um you know because like I said everybody's trying to you know in 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 your case invent yourself and the rest of us are trying to reinvent ourselves um you know so yeah there's a lot you know going on so you um so now how rigorous is your schedule at at at, at for school so uh, this semester i have yeah, school Jen. monday through friday um i have you know two night classes and then i have two separate clinicals at two different hospitals from like seven in the morning to three in the afternoon i have to be there at seven on top of an online class that i'm in on top of studying and doing extra work that they assign week to week. I mean, Pace University is where I go. It's the number one nursing school in New York. Okay. So the program is super, super rigorous. I, I've, I'm i amazed at myself that I've made it this far. Um, you, you need to allow yourself to have those mental breakdowns when they come. It, that's definitely something I've learned, and I'm lucky that I have my mom there to just ground me and She's been a nurse. This is her 12th year of being a nurse. Yep. So to always have her, you know, in my corner, like my personal cheerleader and to be like, you know, this is what it's going to be. Right. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you study. 
I'll give you the, you know, easier points based on the actual hands-on aspect of it. Like, she really just makes everything a thousand percent easier for me. So I'm really lucky in that aspect. Well, yeah, I mean, that was what I was just saying, um, you know, before we we spoke was that sometimes you do need that cheerleader. You know, you need somebody that, you know, that believes in you and that understands what you're going through. And nobody, you know, who better than her, you know, she did this, Um, you know, although I I would imagine just from what I see now, it, it feels like. You, you know, the, the younger generations are, I think it's hard, it's even more so because there's so much being put on you because you guys have like the right. resources are so great now that, you mm-hmm. know, you, you can, you know, like my son doesn't go to school. He's still got to do his homework because they're emailing it to him, you know, um, right. you know, when we didn't, you know, you didn't, if you didn't have, you know, Bobby Sue's phone number, you didn't get your homework and <laughs> you, you, yeah, it's true. you know what I mean? So now even for me, yeah, well, that's what I'm more so for you is what I'm saying. It's probably right. worse because, you know, now it's like, you know, you, you know, your dog can't eat your homework because you know, it's got to be on the computer and sent to your teacher by a certain time. And it's insane. You know, this, right. is, this is, there's a lot of, um, you know, pressure. There's a lot of, pre- exactly, pressure. There's just a lot of pressure, especially, you know, when you go to a hospital, you expect the nurse to be 100% on point. You expect them to right, know exactly hopefully. what they're doing. Right. Right, hopefully. Right. But, Seeing some of these nurses in practice, like just visiting my mom at the hospital sometimes, or even when I go to clinical and seeing things that they're doing wrong that I'm catching at my age, and they've been a nurse for however long already, whether it's, you know, two, three years or six years or, you know, I I think it's, it's just, right, I think it's just really amazing to be able to even catch those minor mistakes. Yeah. Um, You know, it's just. I kind of lost my train of thought of where I well, was going there for a second. Yeah, that's I, okay. So much I want to say. Yes, but. yes. Well, you know what? It's it's also, I find it, um, you know, it's fresher in your mind too. So therefore, you know, they've been doing this, you know, anybody that has had a job for X amount of time, you know, you, you get your own, um, you know, bad habits, if you will, um, you know, or, or ways. So, you know, when you're so fresh and like you just did a clinic and they told you, you know, uh-huh. whatever it is, make sure that, you know, you, you take the glove off and, you know, turn it inside out before you go. I mean, I'm just All making right. something up and then you're going to see somebody and they're going to take the glove off and they're not going to turn it like that. It's going to stick out in your head. Cause you're going to be like, Oh, we'll see. And then you'll always remember to do it kind of thing. It, well, hopefully. Right. You know, that that's that's the goal. But yeah, I mean like me, I I find it so important and just as like a life quality as, you know, a personal quality, like taking the extra fifteen seconds to do something the right way mm-hmm. can you know, it's the little things that mean so much to people. Like take that extra fifteen seconds to, you know, like let's say I for example, in my clinical last year, um, you know, I had a straight cast this girl I was in pediatrics I had to you know put in a catheter and afterwards um you know she's like incompetent which means you know she can't control when she goes to the bathroom right which is why she has to be catheterized and then she also wears a diaper because you know her bowel movements aren't in order whatever right but 
someone put the diaper on backwards and I said if that were me I would want it on the right way right like no we're gonna sit here get a new one and put it on the right way like right. advocating and being that voice for someone and like I said taking the extra time mm-hmm. the small amount of time just to do something means the world of a difference you know and that's a, a you know a rule of thumb you know I mean a hundred percent and that's you know, across the board, everyone should should do that. And that's kind of we, what we were talking about, you know, a little bit earlier, too, was, you know, just take that few minutes and be someone's cheerleader, you know, be Absolutely. someone's advocate, like you said, uh-huh. you know, and, 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 and try to help somebody because that's just some, you know, I mean, and that's not a little thing, you know, it's, it's awful because, you know, if that person is unable to do that and now they're stuck that way, you know, it's right. horrible because, you know, that makes you feel feel even worse than you know what you were in the first place you know what I mean so right exactly it's a terrible um you know it's a terrible thing to to go through that but you know I I, it's it's what I do find amazing as well is that you know you are so you I mean you have a very vigorous schedule and um you know you're you're in school a lot you have all this work that you need to do and everything oh you know you've seen like there were other times you've asked me to come on the show and I couldn't because I had a night class or an exam or yep. I had to study or whatever I had to do yes which you know and again you know you're very disciplined and you know and and I know you freak out a little bit sometimes and then you know you catch your breath but I think we all mm-hmm. anybody that cares about what they do I mean even I can't I'm not comparing nursing school to me doing the show by any means but like no, when like, no, no but like no I'm just this is your craft But but like, right. But so like when on a Tuesday, my son will already know that like my head is already in like, this is where my head is at. You know what, you know, where I'm going to, you know, all I'm thinking about is making sure I'm ready, making sure I'm where I need to be, making sure my connections are right, making sure the guests, making sure this, making sure that. And, you know, and, and like, I get like that. So my son knows he's like, mom, I know how you are already. Mm -hmm. Like, so that's what happens is, is that, you know, we, when you have that type of personality, you want to be, you know, focused and, and put everything you have into what you're doing. So it does make you a little bit like crazy because, you know, you, you kind of like panic because I'm like, like, I'll look at the time and I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, it's, it's 745. Like, I don't have everything plugged in and you know and I start right. to panic and it's like there's no reason to panic right. Karen you're right here like it's gonna right. happen like, in time but exactly I do this every I know. Tuesday like it's fine but you put that you know that's what you you put that extra thing on yourself which isn't always a good thing um because it just makes you you know it it it, it it's too much wasted energy right if we would just um, be calmer um, it would be better, but you know, you're, you're going to freak out. You sit in there, you got all this work. I do it with my kid. He comes home. He's like, Oh my God, I have so much homework, mm-hmm. you know, and this and that. And I'm like, okay, breathe. Right. Don't think about all of the homework. Let's one thing Just at a time. It. Let's take it one thing at a time, but he get it's overwhelming. And you know, Super. right. Super. And so sometimes you need somebody to turn around and just say to you, okay, could you just take a breath, please? Let's worry about this first. You know, it's like when you go to, to like, like we were just talking about organizing and stuff before, right? Uh-huh. Right. So like uh-huh. when you go to me, I look at it and I just, I'll sit in the middle of the room. I'll throw my hands up in the air and I'll just cry because I don't know where the hell to start. And you know, like my mother-in-law would come in and be uh-huh. like, all right, 
Let's take everything. We put it in the middle of the room and then we work our way from this way to that way. And then you're like, right. oh, all right. Well, then it's not so bad when you do it like that, you know? Right. It's all about the perspective, but it's hard when you're the person actually like in the use of the moment. Like yeah. this morning, I have a, a class from 9 to 12. It's called medical surgical. So it's basically everything that could go wrong with the body. Okay. You learn every system, everything. It's like an absurd amount of information. But this morning I was like, you know, I know I have the same professors from last semester. I said, you know what, let me go in with like ready to go. I packed my bag last night. I had all my papers printed because I'm very hands-on. Like I need to see it. I can't yeah. do laptops and all that. I I'm can't like that too. start typing and trying to highlight in the font and all that. Like I need pen and paper, highlighter, like very old school. I am, you know, like, I need to see it, feel it. I can't just, I'm not yep. computer like that, especially when it comes to school. Right. So, by 9.15, I'm in class and they throw all this information at us at once that you just feel like the angst and, and the agony in the classroom after the professors told us this information. And that's when they just, you know, tried to do damage control. Right. But, you know... From 15 minutes prior, you feel like, all right, you know, you go in with a great mindset, and then 15 bam. minutes <laughs> later, you feel like your whole world just went awry. Right. Bam. Exactly. I mean, but that's how nursing school is. It's like, you know, I have mental breakdowns once or twice a week, but thank okay. God I have my mother there, and even my sisters are always in my corner, always supporting me. You know, all right, sissy, like, what can we do? Can we help you around the house? You know, can we help you with your book bag? Anything that they can do, they do to help me because they really do see the stress and all the work and everything that I have. And then my mother to sit there and help me and she'll print stuff at work. And, you know, it, it really helps when you have a, a support team. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. You know? Well, now, how do you balance, you know, your, uh, you know, because you are still a beautiful young woman. How the hell, how are you balancing? Thank you. Um, of course. How are you balancing life, um, you know, with all of that responsibility? Yeah, I just, basically what I do, <laughs> Diane, take a deep breath. Yeah, you can hear it in my voice, the stress. I've had a headache all day. I apologize. But, um. You know, I, I really try to just do the day-by-day approach because if you look at, all right, this semester is 15 weeks. I'm going to finish, like, the second week of May. I have so much to do in between. If you look at it that far ahead and realize, like, all of what's coming your way, you, you know, this program is literally only the strong survive. Okay. So you just have to have that mentality, like, you know what, go day-by-day. Day. I, you know, try to make to-do lists. Um, I have a planner cause I'm very good. Like I said, pen and paper, I write down when my exams are, you know, on this day when these assignments are due. I mean, especially once these 15 weeks come, once the semester comes, you're basically expected to just devote your entire life to that. Uh-huh. So prior, if there's any, you know, like I just had my winter break, it was from like the middle of December up until yesterday. So I was off for six weeks. Nice. So any work that, you know, the professors send ahead of time, I try to, you know, sit there and plan my time. Okay, you know, I could do this one day, this another day. That way I'm not as overwhelmed with work and stuff once it comes actually the time being that stuff is due. Oh, okay, I already did it. I have it done. Boom. 
that's one less thing to worry about. Right. And once you're in the program, you kind of learn, like, definitely when weekends come, Friday, like, I definitely, you know, going out this semester is not my goal, unfortunately, even though I'm finally going to be 21. But <laughs> I'll have another freaking 60, 70 years to go out. So what's another, you know, year and a half of school, not even you know, to really devote and dedicate your time to in order to do well and succeed. So, you know, I, you just definitely when weekends come, I sleep in because I need to give myself that mental clarity. I need to recharge as we spoke about earlier. And, right. You know, even kids need to recharge because yes, parents are, you know, want to do everything for their kids and are always selfless. But at the same time on our end, it's very challenging to you know try to keep up with all these expectations and appease everybody I mean especially for me I'm the type that you know I want to do whatever I can for my mother for my sisters my mom works nights and sleeps during the day everybody knows that so you know my sisters take the bus now but you know last year I would drive them pick them up or after school after school snacks what do you want to eat help with any homework like you just kind of learn like to balance Right. You don't really have a choice. Time management has to become your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's called life, right? No no time for uh you you have no choice. You guys are listening to Real Talk with Karen Stacy live on MiamiMikeRadio.com. We are also live in uh my Facebook group and we are not only doing a little bit of an interactive show today, but I have on the phone w- with me uh Miss Leanna who is Hi. a young lady that is um, in nursing school right now, and she is about to be 21. What what date is your birthday? February 25th. February 25th. Noah's is the 22nd. Are you Pisces? Yes, I'm a Pisces. Okay. See, I love, no wonder. I love Pisces or my, my favorite, I, I love Pisces. I really do. But now let's, since this is real talk, I mean, we, 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 now we heard like, oh my God, everything that you have to go through, uh, which is why, like I said, as everybody is listening to this young lady talk, uh, you know, I apologize sh- for my little rant. Shush up. Off, no, <laughs> don't be silly. I mean, it, you're an old soul, um, you know, and, and, and so, you know, your, your, your words are, are, are quite wise, um, you know, and, and so. Thank you. That is, well, thank you, um, because you give me hope that somewhere in the next generations, <laughs> there will be someone that will accomplish something because, uh, you know, so now that's going to be what I want to kind of segue into because as I was talking about, um, you know, all of us trying to reinvent ourselves and we're talking about Mm -hmm. you, you know, at your age, inventing yourself. So like how, I mean, you're like, you know, you're stunningly beautiful, you know, you're articulate, you're, you're welcome. You're articulate. You, you know, you have everything in the world going for you, but I've never seen you with a guy ever. I just, I feel like, I mean, first off, I like, you know, guys a few years older than me. I, you know, guys my age are just worried about whatever they're worried about. Well, what? No, you got to shit. No, I don't know. Share it with me because I don't, you're, look, I don't know. My son is 10. So, you know, I have no base. And then, you know, I don't really, I'm on the couch with my dog. So I don't. seeing like. A side note, just seeing you and Noah baking cookies the other day <laughs> made my heart 
so happy because Aww. you see 10-year-olds absorbed in, like, Call of Duty or what's that game, Fortnite? Yeah, all of those things. And They're don't get so me wrong. The game, he's still. They don't take the little things like that with their mother. He, you know, trust so me. That made me so happy. Well, thank you for saying that. But trust me, I, I mean, there are plenty of times I'm like, put the game down. You know, so I mean, but again, you know, like you, he is an old soul as well. So even like his of friends, course. you know, his friends, and I was, I told you, I was very much that way, you know, myself, but. Like, his friends all stay on the computer all this time, and they call him, because now, like, you know, when we were younger, we never had none of this, but now they all on FaceTime. I got three kids in my living room now, because they're all on FaceTime together, and they're all playing the game. And you know what? My son gets bored after a while. He's just like, you know what? I gotta go, guys. And then I'll hang up the phone. I'm like, why'd you hang up with your friends? He's like, you know what? I'm just done. Like, I'm bored with that. And he wants to move on to, you know, something else. But, you know, so I I think that, you know, again, you know, so you're, you know, 21. And, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, like, do you, you know, I mean, do you find... Do I live my life, basically? No, that wasn't what I was going to say. I, I mean, I know, okay. th- I know that you live your life, but I mean, do you, ha- I just don't see you relating, you know, to a 21-year-old guy. Like, I don't even know what I does mean, a 21-year-old guy really, have to offer. I, I honestly, and it's really sad to say, but unless they come from some sort of substance and have that, like, familial background, they, they really... These mothers baby their sons to absolutely no end. You know, I used to be friends with this guy who well, he'll be 26 this year and he still lives home and, you know, his parents still give him money and oh it, it's just the most absurd thing that I've seen. Yes, wow. he has jobs here and there, goes from job to job and he's very athletic and he tries to find jobs in, you know, um, the sports that he likes, whether it's coaching or, you know, or training or whatever. But, like me, I feel like by someone, a 21-year-old guy, like I said, if they don't have any substance, they're worried about who they're going to sleep with. They're worried about drugs and partying. My generation is very, very all about partying. A lot of people have dropped out of high school, don't even make it to college. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just all they're worried about. So what? one they're going to sleep with, what they're going to drink. So, you know, uh, what is, what does that look, what does that look like now? Because I mean, I'm, I'm like, when you say like, so I've never drugs and me, I don't, I, I don't even, what, what is, what are the drugs, what are they doing now? I mean, I don't even know what, what, Ooh, what are they doing? I mean, pot's basically almost legal. That's not even really a drug. Nah, that doesn't But count. I mean, you know, cocaine is huge. Is it? It's back? Co- cocaine is so huge. I, wow. I mean, you, especially from the nursing aspect, I could just tell, like, all the signs when someone's, you know, geed up. But, you know, it's absurd. You see all these people, like, you know, standing in a corner, like, hanging out, whether it's in a bar, whether it's, you know, outside on the patio smoking a cigarette. Like, you, like, I just know it's just so common. Cocaine is one of the big ones. Some people really have drug problems that are, you know, older, 26, 27. You know, they dip and dab with dope. I mean, very few people. All right, hold on. Look, again, I'm ignorant. What is dope? Heroin. 
Oh, okay. Okay. And they do they yeah. shoot they they're shooting it or they're sniffing it? Um whatever one they could get their hands on first is the sad answer. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. And that and so when they're young. Okay. Um, and now what, so, okay. And then what drinking? So now is, is the drinking thing with the kids still, uh, like those, um, like prevalent red bull? No, but like the red bull and like, you know, like the speed bowling, like they're doing like red bull and vodka or like, is that Um, still going on? Red bull and vodka is, you know, it's one of, you know, it's a common drink. A lot of people, you know, I don't drink beer, but a lot of them are just, you know, going to clubs every weekend, buying bottles, drinking, you know, Hennessy on the rocks or, okay. you know, Ciroc or whatever they're drinking. Vodka's huge. Tequila's huge. But, Woo-hoo. you know, it's drinking to the point where you're ossified and then you do coke to give you all that, you know, stimulant that all that energy back up so yeah. that way you could continue to drink more. Right. Well, but that was... that was. they know their heart's going to explode and they're going to, you know, God forbid, one day just... Well, right which there, which there are a lot of, uh, you know, stars that did that, you know, back in the day. I mean, that was huge when I was younger. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm under a rock, so I had no idea that that was back in style again when I was younger. Oh yeah. That I mean, listen, in the Bronx, you went to an after hours. You know, the Coke was just on the freaking, uh, you know, on the table. On the bar. Yeah, on the bar. Right. And and I and I never did it. I I would never. I I would go out with my friends and I didn't even drink. I, I would drink. Not. I don't even drink like that. I know. I, I, I used to drink like two drinks, maybe three at the most. Don't ask me how I was out until five o'clock in the morning. My friends were right. all doing blow, doing this, doing that. And I'm wide awake. And I, like, first of all, what the hell was I doing there in the first place? Like, I don't even. Right. I like, mean, everyone goes through that phase. I, I did the whole afternoon thing too, but it's easier because yeah, also in the Bronx, but all my friends lived relatively close and you know after hours is after hours it doesn't really matter at that point well Not yeah that i would i don't i didn't, never really drank like that i always drove i would have like one drink if that half a drink like i wasn't i just wanted to go out and be with my friends and have fun i was never worried about drinking or drugs or anything like that i was just you know i wanted to be there and also make sure my friends were safe but right I know. No. Well, that's what, you know, and, and I was always a mom too, too, uh, you know, like yeah. that too, because, it, you know, that's just how you do. But um, so, so basically when, I mean, I know that you go out a lot with your mom, right? I mean, do you hang yeah. with her more than you hang with like people your age? Um, I would say maybe 75% and my friends 25%. I feel like any time, well, it, it may appear like I go out with my mom a lot, but that's because whenever they have events, we go out. Right. Um, you know, that's basically really only when I go out. If I do go out, it'll be, you know, with some of my friends for dinner or for lunch or, you know, sometimes we'll meet up on the weekend at their house or go out. But, I, you know, why hang out with people, even though they're very good friends of mine for years, people, you know always put have always put me in a higher caliber than other people because of I guess the way that I am and the way that I present myself so when they start dibbing and dabbing and whatever they're doing they're not going to include me in that yeah I I had the same thing yep so you know but I'm perfectly happy with being alone right I'm sitting on my couch talking to you right now as I have my you know computer here with the comments yeah 
and watching you. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get it. And I had the same thing. Like, you know, if I was in an after hours club and I was with my girlfriend or whatever and, and mm-hmm. they would come over and they'd be like, you know, you want to, you know, like, what, like, I guess signaling to them to go and they would be like, no, right. no, you know, and they'd get up and be like, no, like they would, you know, like walk, you know, like leave me there. Right. Like they knew, like, don't even, like, don't even look at her right. with that, you know, <laughs> but again, you know, you can't continue to put yourself, you know, sometimes you put yourself in those situations, but then you learn that it's not really the the best thing in the world to do right you don't put yourself in those right. situations because then you're just listening to a bunch I mean sometimes it's funny to listen to drunk high people but you know sometimes know. it's not because you're just sitting there and then if they get stupid and who's having right. who's fighting you know some right. people exactly. just shouldn't drink alcohol because uh, they turn into lunatics um, you know exactly so it, it, it definitely you know there's that that blurred line but now so you were saying also that, um, Christina, you're like my, um, my, my edge into, you know, the younger generation at this point, since I don't really have, I'm, I'm at a disconnect with that. Um, so now I know like you were talking about, we, we were mentioning something the other day, uh, when we were texting. Mm-hmm. So you were saying that, you know, the, the most people your age are out, you know, doing drugs, they're, they're drinking and they're hooking up. Oh Yeah. So what does that look like now? Um, so when you're, when you go into a club, I feel like women in my generation have made people like me really struggle to even find a nice guy because they've made it, they've made it easier. They, they chase men when men are naturally, you know, have that predatorial way. They, They naturally chase women. It's just like they're hunters. That's like just since the beginning of time. That's just how men are. That's how they act. So for women in my generation, especially to have completely changed to, oh, you know, I'm independent. I don't need no man, blah, blah, blah. But yet at the end of the day, you're sitting in a bar throwing or, or a club, wherever, throwing yourself all over on top of a guy, grabbing him and making out. And then all of a sudden, not even an hour later, you see the two of them leaving and getting in a cab. And then people do this every weekend, and then that's how reputations get built, and it, it is a hot mess. And just, I'm sitting here thankful that I was always family-oriented. I have people like my mother. I have people like you. You know, I have people, you know, just, I'm not, I don't want to name people in case right. they leave anybody out. Of but, course. But everyone knows who they are that are very close in my life, and I'm very lucky that I've had so many different perspectives of, values and morals and laurels instilled in me because I don't need to do that. Yeah. Like I don't I don't feel like it justifies anything. I don't feel like it it I don't even know the it way to explain it. I don't I don't it doesn't accomplish right. anything. Right. Like what what are you doing really? Like what are what are you accomplishing? Well um you know it it depends. People are accomplishing different things. If you're if they're insecure and they just need attention then right, it accomplishes now. right then that's what it accomplishes um if right. they are um you know just you know pigs and they just need to get laid um then it accomplishes that um you know i guess it just really depends but i i it's not just your i mean sadly it's not just your generation it's across the board and i'm it's alarming for me it's alarming for me to hear this actually from you um because 
you know, it's terrible that, that, you know, the younger people are, the more that they are throwing themselves, you know, at people and stuff. I mean, it's been this way since the dawn of time. Okay. I, the neighborhood I grew up with, I told the story all the time. Everybody went with everybody. You know, if one person had crabs, the whole neighborhood had it because everybody slept with everybody. You know, it's just the way it was. And, you know, I mean, but it was, you know, I, and personally, not to cut you off, I apologize. No. But I got, not that I, I don't do that whole, you know, the whole sleep around thing is, it was just never my thing, which is going back to my point why I hang out with my mom more, but I rather get crabs than see, you know, all these people with chlamydia, all these people getting all these STDs and HIV because of all the people they sleep with unprotected. Don't you people learn that condoms are important? I was going to ask you that. So, so people, so these people, these kids, these kids, I don't know what that, whatever. So they're, they're all hooking up and nobody's protecting themselves. Like when you hear your friends talk, they, they don't. There's a a meme going around the past couple days in my generation. And it says, Something along the lines of condom sex doesn't even count. <gasps> like you, you don't even feel anything, or like whatever it said. If I, I wish I took a screenshot of it. Right. I was so ignorant that I just didn't even want it in my camera roll. To be quite honest with you. Uh huh. But I, just seeing something like that, and whoever made that, making that a thing, and making that okay, is wow, absolutely like absurd to me. Wow. I. I but this is why I hang out with my mother because I always know, like, you know, when we go out, like, we do our own thing. It's not like we're together 24-7. Like, she'll go and talk to whoever. I'll go and talk to whoever. Sometimes I'll invite, you know, people my age, um, some family members that are, you know, older than I. Like, I happen to see out, so I'll talk with them because it's family. But i rather go out with someone who has, you know, my best interest in their heart a thousand percent of the time than a girl who's gonna, you know, leave you to go bang some guy in the bathroom. Right. Yeah. Or in a cab. In a cab. Yeah. Well, and you know what, again, you know, that's just tried and true. I mean, it's been done, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but yeah, you're supposed to, there's supposed to be some type of a code, right? A girl code, a guy code. And you don't just. That doesn't even exist in my generation. Well, it's, no it one is. lives. No one lives by any codes anymore. You know, it, it's very rare it's just that not you. The norm. No, it's very rare that you find someone that is. I I consider it to be old school. Um, but you mm-hmm. know, it it's just there are certain things, and you know what my feeling is. You know, if you're not in a relationship and you're smart about what you're doing, you do what works for you. So, right, it's different. Exactly. I can't, you can't, you know, I mean, you can, you know, you shouldn't judge, you can judge people, you can have your opinion on them. I mean, you don't really know what's going on. Most of the times when people are behaving that way, they're behaving that way, you know, it's an outburst, uh, you know, and, and so there's a reason right. why they're behaving that way. But, but the thing is, Sorry, is that ahead. no, but the thing is, is that, you know, it's not so different from what you're going through 
to like, I don't want to say what I'm going through, but you know, with Mm -hmm. this as well, it's the same thing. And it's, it's like that, you know, I'm very much, you know how I am when I'm out. I don't know. I'm like, where were you? I didn't know where you are. And it's not just because of your age. It's just because there's when, when, if I'm with somebody, I'm with somebody and I don't, whether they're a guy or a girl, if I walked in that place with you, I'm walking out of that place with you. If I, that's how I am. If I decide to hook up, I, hook up after I make sure that you're home safely or whatever. I mean, we've been out. You've said to me, I'm going out afterwards. I said, okay, great. Text me when you get there. I need to know Mm -hmm. you're all right. But there should be like, there's no loyalty amongst thieves anymore. You know, I mean, so it is, there's a, there's a a girl code. I see uh, Danica is there, you know, girl code. And, and there is no more girl code anymore. And, and there is no more guy code anymore. It's like, everybody is just fair game. And you know what? No yeah. one gives a fuck about nobody anymore. It's like it's, for my generation too. It's, it's social media is literally the devil. That has that's true. That is like ninety percent of everything right now. Everything revolves around social media. Everything revolves around Snapchat and posting pictures and tagging where you are. And Snapchat is a live time. So for all these people who have public profiles, it, it's actually even a safety issue, in my opinion. Sure. But, you know, but social media has made, you know, a, you know, 30 and older, don't they don't really have, like, uh, you know, guys that I know, unless they were introduced to social media from when it came out. Like, I was the one that grew up with social media incorporated into my life. Right. You know, 30 and up didn't. This right. This is something that is newly incorporated. Them. Right. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I mean, how many times? I don't even know. I'm like, when I did my intro, hashtag, well, I, that was the fucking number sign. I don't, what is a I hashtag? Know. And What's it's true. I'm like, sign, right? what is a hashtag? Like, it took me, what? like, uh, somebody, I, I don't know what? if you explain it to I think I asked, like, a 13 year old, could you please explain to me what a hashtag is? What is right. that? It's the number sign. What does that do? And then, you know, now right. there's the algorithms and all these things that go with it. Who the fuck knows what a hashtag is? I didn't know. So, you you know, it's, right. it's like, it's, it is, it's very funny. And then all of these things are now on social media. So yes, it's all in, in front of everybody's face, but you know what? You, I kind of look at it this way though. You know what? If you're going to be that disgraciad, then you should be on fucking social media and people should, you should be proud of it. If you want to yeah. do half the fucking there bar. Are some women and you know, in my generation that are, they post exactly where they go. They post. You know, I'm at I'm in Atlantic City at this hotel with this girl, posting with this guy, tagging this guy. Like they just truly show it. They're proud of it. They don't care. They just, you know, because look, in their heads, I'm living my best life. Right. But social media, especially for people, you know, 30 and over, you know, who are trying to settle down and you know, or already are settled down and have kids. You know, a lot of cheating is involved. It's so much easier. Going into phones and just the whole thing is absurd. I feel like my phone is my privacy. If you need to go through my phone, you don't trust me. And therefore, why are you with me? Right. Oh, 100%. I mean, I, I, let me tell you something. When my husband passed, 
I didn't even know the code on on his phone. He used to show it to me because he's oh, like wow. a squiggly. Th- yeah, I didn't even know the code because I had my own phone. I didn't need his phone. So if I if right. I needed the phone when I was with him, he I was like, do the thing. He's like, J- it goes like, I-, I don't know. Just do the freaking thing and give it to me because I never looked at his phone because, you know, I think I went in his phone once when I was planning his 40th surprise party. And if I tell mm-hmm. you how guilty I felt trying to get people's phone numbers because I just don't do <clears throat> that. You don't do that. I, right. When I when he died and I went, I, I, I don't know how I got into the phone or the iPad or whatever. My heart was pounding a little bit because I'm like, oh my God, am I going to find something out like that? I don't right. you know, want to find out. And thank God I, I didn't. But, you know, that's how right. private I was with stuff like that's your thing. Of course. That's my thing. You know what I mean? And, 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 respect. Know, like I said, respect. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I know people that have, you know, had fist fights with their, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend over phone passwords, getting, you know, like physical and all over a phone. Like, what do you need to go on my phone for? Yeah, well, because it's, you know? it's insecurity and, you know, people need to learn how to not be animals. I mean, you know, it's really quite simple, but uh, not so much, but... Yeah, it's it's a crazy thing. And you guys are listening to Real Talk with Karen Stacy live on MiamiMikeRadio.com. We are also live on uh, Facebook. And we have Leanna on the phone who is has her finger on the pulse of the younger generation because I always talk about us old folks. And, um, you know, Leanna is an old soul in a young, beautiful body. So um, <laughs> we are, we're learning a little bit. At least you're schooling me. Although it's just ironic to me that the power, like there's such parallels because, you know, I, nothing you're talking about with the exception of, like you said, the social media thing that's Tina DeMeo, Danica, Anthony Mangini, Gina, sorry I love you guys, I'm seeing your comments Hi, everybody. Yes, um, you know, it's it's a very um, you know, it's crazy that uh, you know history does certainly repeat itself, but now I know you were saying Mm -hmm. that you wanted to tell me about something, you said something with Tinder, what what was the story that you wanted to tell me? So I'm sitting there with my aunt and, you know, she's 43 and we're sitting there, you know, she put in the age bracket. I said, you know, do it a little younger just to see what comes up. Like do like 38 to like 50. I felt like that was a good bracket. We confirmed with my mother because Jess, you know, knows best. She's amazing. We go through Tinder and it's just person after person. This one had no picture this one's, you know, showing their boxers with a little bit of bold. This one has Sharpies up his nose and his hair flying. Like, you know, these people, there's like no hope for, you know, people in your guys' age bracket. <laughs> like, do not go on Tinder. Old-fashioned. Like, go to, you know, high-end places to meet a high-end man or a woman. Like, know who you'll meet do it the old-fashioned way because the same people you meet online are the same people you're going to meet in person i've come to learn exactly do not even waste your time do not go on tinder it is not helpful i was even thinking of going on just to see what kind of you know horror story my generation is but i said you know what i don't even need to make another social media account i don't care i'm good with instagram facebook and snapchat i don't have anything else yeah, well, it's it's definitely very interesting. I, I will say that much. But yeah, I mean, 
you know, I, 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 we, you know, I've talked about, um, dating sites and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it's not the site's fault. It's the people's fault. And like you said, of course, these people are crazy. Right. And these people are, you know, exactly what you just said. They're still the same people that are out. So, right. you know, the, the one good thing, I mean, there are good things about the site, right? There are good things because of the fact that maybe, you know, when I, if you go out, you know, you don't go out to Long Island and maybe there's, you know, your the love of your life lives in Long Island, but you would never meet him because you didn't go out in Long right. Island. So, you know, therefore you, you, you meet this person and you get, you know, you, it's easier to meet them, uh, especially... I, if you're exactly. at home on your couch, like you just said, um, right. you know, it, it, it makes it easier to meet people. But, you know, again, you know what? You never know whether somebody is, um, you know, uh, legit, not legit. I mean, you know, like, right. you you know, when you meet somebody through somebody else and, and nine times out of the ten now, there are legs that belong there, right? So, like, in other words, if mm-hmm. you meet somebody now, you can kind of search them. You'll, you look on Facebook. Oh, you look course. up. You can look up their phone number. And then you see, like, nine times, even, like, with the Tinder, I think one of those, they have, like, common friends or whatever. So, you know, you... They, yeah, I think something like if, you know, you have people in your contacts already, they might come up with, like, suggestions or something. Or I don't, I don't remember. But, but, uh, you know, there's six degrees of separation so a lot of times you know there's Mm -hmm. a you can find somebody that might know this person but not and you know all of that but yeah I mean it's slim pickings all the way around which is why I think there are so many single people um you know and it's definitely um it's alarming on both ends but like it's more absolutely it's more alarming for me, hearing this on your end, uh, although I yeah. I experienced a lot of what you, you know, have experienced because I was an old yeah, soul. Yeah, we have, you know, our, our, you know, talks that we have and, you know, phone calls in person. Like, yep. we were at Giganti that time before yep. and after the show. Like, we have our hour-long talks. Like, we're yep. very similar. Yes. You know, you see a lot of yes. yourself in me. and. Yes. You know, you really do give great advice, and you know, I, I do you. look up to you and admire you, and you know, you still kick ass every single day, and I always give credit where it's due, and you deserve tons of it. Well, you know, because nothing is, you know, ever easy, but. I, I am an old soul, people do say. Well, but, yeah, and it, you know. and it makes it, I mean, thank you very much, but it makes it very difficult, um, you know, to connect with people when you are, you know, beyond them. And and I don't mean that as I'm putting anybody down. I no, just mean it, that when true. you're in a, 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 a league of your own, for lack of a better, um, you know, term, uh, it makes it difficult to be able to, um, right. you know, relate. Because, you know, like my son, going back to that, you know, when he the, the mm-hmm. kids are just playing on the computer, he's bored. He Because he, now he wants to be a doctor. So he'd rather watch... Oh, you know, right. some type of a, a medical thing than to mm-hmm. sit there and listen to the bullshit that because they're not even talking to each other. They're just playing You're a game. very, very lucky that Noah is close to you because most boys in this generation just lock themselves in a room, play a video game, you know, tell their mom, yeah, right, I'm, you know, I'm going out with so-and-so. I'll be back at this time. Like, I have rides. I'll see you later. Yeah. Whereas, you know, That's... he is so super close to you. Like, most of them I know. Yes, he's a little younger, but no son I know would go on live with their mom and bake cookies and laugh and hug her. Like, 
he is very family oriented and has a lot of, you know, you instilled in him. I could see, I think it's evident to everybody. Thank you. Well, I mean, and that's, but that's also because, you know, keep that connection as long as you can is the advice I'm going to give you. Thank you. We, we have the connection, but I think that it also has to do with the fact that I do raise him differently. I don't, I I just let him have the computer in his room. I, I think, like, I don't know, a couple of months ago because I was like trying to fix up my house. And Mm -hmm. so I put the computer in his room so he could do his homework and stuff over there. I set it up a little bit so he could be a little bit more independent like that. But he still wants to play his games on the couch. You know, he still wants. And I say to him, would you would do I need, you know, I break his stones. Do I need you over here right now? You know, minding (laughs) my business. Like, what are you doing? You know, and 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 so I think, you know, it's all about it, it. Just like you, you know, you have a same the same relationship with your family you know um of course so everything we do is centered around each other exactly and that's what grant that's what grounds you and so the good thing about that is that you know what actually matters so the rest of the stuff doesn't matter the same way so you know of course the only thing that that does what i find that does happen and i don't know if if you will say the same what becomes difficult is when you know that you are a quality human it does Mm -hmm. get a little discouraging when you can't you know you can't uh connect with other quality humans um this is why i had to up the ante a little bit with the age bracket and all right this age bracket's not working let's move up a little bit i present myself differently at this point you know we're all of legal age none of that matters Whatever you're looking for, if you connect with someone, if you bond with someone, well, at the end of the day, all everyone wants to be is happy. So none of all this little BS stuff matters. Like it's all it's all relative to what you feel matters. I guess is a better way to put it. Well, yes, of course. Yeah. Of course, but I mean, I'm just saying that sometimes it's a you know they what do they say the 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 one uh, that 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 wears the crown the heavy is the head that wears the crown right so you know mm-hmm. but it, it definitely does feel that way sometimes because when you choose to take the higher road when you choose not to follow the norm um, <clears throat> you know you me you, you I'm tend, not afraid to stand alone my right. mother always taught me cream rises to the top. Right. Always, always, always. But, but that's true. But there are still those moments where sometimes you sit there and that's why we say like is ignorant, you know, maybe ignorance is bliss, right? Because you mm-hmm. say to yourself sometimes like, you know what, do they really just not get it? Like they just don't care. Um, you know, so you go through those those things where you say to yourself, maybe you're like, well, maybe, you know, it would be better if I didn't think about things like this or if I didn't care right. so much or, you know, whatever. So it's it's definitely a very slippery slope, um, you know, being in that position. A thousand percent. Yeah. So a thousand percent. So you're going to have to like, you know, meet like a rich doctor or something because I that's what everyone keeps telling me when I have my job. That's what's going to happen. Well, but, you, you know, know what? I'm just focusing on myself right now. I, I have just today the amount of stress that I've endured and all the information and things expected thrown at me. Yep. Just still has my brain in sort of a spin. But I'm trying to get out of that, you know, negative. Okay, day by day, like this is what we'll do. It's just got to get done. Dedicate the time. 
Yep. Well, there is, there's just a tremendous amount of pressure on our youth. I mean, my, again, my son is 10 and you know, there are times that he's, he's sitting there for two, two and a half hours doing homework. And, you know, they don't even For have 10 years old. That's absurd. That's I it. Give him a worksheet. And they don't even have, well, he's, he's in middle school. And I mean, they don't even mm-hmm. get recess in, in middle school. I mean, he, yeah. he doesn't even get exercise. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? You know, like the pressure, mm-hmm. you know, he's bugging out and he's 10, it's you know, real. so I can imagine how you feel, um, you know, with that. So that's what I'm saying. The pressures are so great, but you know, and, and that's why I think maybe that's why so many of people in your generation, maybe that's why they're, they're dipping into the drugs and they're all banging each other. I don't know. Yes. People self-medicate. That's what you learn in nursing school. It's like 101. Self-medicate is... It don't matter how old you are. Yeah, we don't. Don't matter how old you are. I mean, I think you know there are probably anybody watching and listening right now can probably attest to the fact that they've probably self medicated. I, I certainly, um, you know, but you have to know you're self medicating is the I think the 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 opportune thing there because you know which gets you know confused. With a lot of other people, and that's why people end up, you know, getting hooked on drugs, right? Etc. Right, because you have to realize, like, you know what? Uh, Okay, I drank every night this week. Ugh. Okay. All right. Right. You know, and you have to think about that. And you know, look, I I'm the first person, you know, to recognize it, and I say that all the time. Life ain't easy, and sometimes, yeah, you do need to self medicate. Um, I'm not an advocate. I'm not sitting here telling everybody that they should go get me with a, with a successful man. This is what I need. I need to graduate and I need a man. I, you know, I need something fulfilling other than me fulfilling myself. Well, yes, but the, 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 the premise behind fulfilling yourself is that you don't need another person to, uh, you know, fulfill you. So that's the, that's the tricky part, right? Because, um, you know, that's the whole premise behind it is that, you know, when somebody needs somebody, that's when it doesn't ever work, right? It's that you should want somebody in your I, I life. I was saying that in a joking uh, way. Of course, I know. But I mean, I'm just, but, just you know, not because we don't want anybody to, you know, like, you know, get confused. <laughs> but no, we don't want to give people the wrong advice. <laughs> They're going to go out and, and drink and, and have have uh, sex without condoms. <laughs> Oh, dear God, please don't do it. Yes, okay. The so, is on the rise. Ugh, I can't even. That's yeah. so gross. I'm not, I'm like, I, I'm telling you, you guys are reliving our youth because this crazy. was what what was going on when I was younger. Everybody uh, was doing blow, um, you know. I mean, women are worse than men in my generation. Like, how sad is that? What do you, in what respect? In, in, Every aspect, whether it's drugs or sexual or, you know, being lazy and not doing anything with themselves. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. There, women are more worried about, all right, like, what am I going to do now? I want to go out. I want to have fun. I want to drink. I want to meet my friends. Let's go meet guys. Like, that's just what everyone, that's like what everyone's priorities are. Uh-huh. You know, for me. It's, you know, it kind of sucks to me now because, you know, there were weekends and there are going to be weekends in the near future where, you know, I can't go out. Like, my 21st birthday, on my actual birthday, I have an exam. Like, you know, it sucks. Yeah. And I'm going to be super stressed and whatever. But, you know, next spring, a year from now, when I'm making more money than I know what to do with, with a career that I'll have forever, you know, who will be laughing then? Right. Not me. So... 
you know, it's all in how you think about things. It's all in how perspective. You know, well, you have to keep right. your eye on the prize, Mama, and you're doing that. So, you know, it's all good. Right. But I'm just, you know, it's just so interesting to me, um, you know, when I hear all these things. And and like you said, I think that um, <clears throat> people that don't like, um, you know, you were saying like it gives women, you know, especially women have gotten a bad name because, you know, they're, 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 the name is like they, they're being looked upon as gold diggers and then they're being looked upon as, uh, you know, sluts, you know. Not even in my generation. It's not really gold diggers. It's more like my generation is more like, you know, I'm independent. I got my own. And I, it's really hard for me because, yes, am I independent? Yes. But I feel like self-sufficient is a better term. I feel like independent has too much of a masculine, like, ring to it. I feel like I'm self-sufficient. I do what I got to do. You know, I, I relax when I can. I just feel like women in this generation always feel like I need to prove myself to a man. Like some prove you know, their worth. Girls I know prove their some worth. Girls that I know, right? Prove their worth. Some girls I know have boyfriends move into their houses, and you know, they're head of the household. They're the breadwinner. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what do you need to prove? Yeah. And then. You know, and then in the interim, you're giving up the cookie essentially for free because he ain't paying for anything. You are. So then it goes into that whole thing. And then it goes into relationship to relationship because guys don't like that whole, you know, like way. They, men don't want to be chased. And, but there are some men that do because some women have made it so okay in my generation that some relationships just work. But not the just goal yours. Is to have. Not just your generation, because I've had guys say to me, I think I, I, I went out with somebody, I don't know, year, a couple of years ago, and um, mm-hmm. he was like, wow, this is refreshing. Like, we've gone out twice, and you didn't ask me when we were going to get married. And I looked at him like, oh. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> huh? You know, like, and, and so Crazy. I'm like, what does that mean? You know, and, and so, you know, he's like, yeah. Because women will set a date with you by Sunday. By Tuesday, you know, all right, like, I had such a great time, let's move in. And then by, you know, Friday, they want to marry you. Like, it, it's really how it works. It's sad. I think it, it's in all generations, you know. I guess. But I think mine is just, it's so much more prevalent now, and it's, it's worse now. Like, it, there's just, like, I feel like there's just no hope sometimes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I can't it. even explain it. Yeah, it's like, sad. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, let somebody, you know, of course be self-sufficient and you know because like I said I like that better than independent be self-sufficient do what you got to do but have a man that you know is the head of the household takes like care of you back in the day right right and that's a man and then you take you take care of him in every other aspect you right. know whether you have to start off with a job and then you know become a stay-at-home stay-at-home mom if your man is providing and giving you the luxury of being a stay-at-home mom you do everything you can to raise those kids to the best of your ability. You cook, you clean, you do whatever you have to do because people don't get that luxury. Women women fought so hard all those years ago to be like men, but like look where it's getting everybody. The exactly. whole world is like reversed and upside yep. down. Yep. I think Fucked. you know <laughs> it it sucks. It's because it, like hello, I'm not gonna be a nurse and you know, find a like for example, I went out with this guy a couple months ago. 
turned like 31 or something, which I didn't, you know, know at the time. He looked younger, but he told me his age on the date. We go, you know, we didn't eat dinner. We just went out to a nice place for a couple of drinks. We both ate prior. It was, you know, I canceled the weekend before because I couldn't make it, whatever. Um, the bartender gave him, you know, we got like two rounds of drinks. The second drink that he got, he drank a couple sips and it wasn't what he ordered. I guess it was something different that in the bottle, whatever. Bottom line, at the end of the date, he tells me how much the, the bill was. <sighs> Like, why would you offer, oh, take me out and chase me and chase me and pursue me? And then be like, oh, that's not bad. You know, the bill was $28 and he discounted me for the drink that he got wrong. Like, why? Like, that, okay, complete turn off. Like, I'll never go out with you again. Right. Why would I need to know that? Did he ask you for money? Absolutely not. I made it, the whole time I was sitting there, like, I kind of just let him talk and, you know, he looked at me, he was like, you're so mysterious. Like, you know, what's going on with you? Like, tell me about you. And I just, you know, first dates are like kind of awkward for me. I guess I just talk about hobbies and things that I like. Like, you're not going to tell him, oh, you know, like I have three kids and I've been married and divorced twice. Like, you know, you're not going to do that on the first date. Right. You know, well, and, and people do do that. <laughs> people right? do do that and on the first date. That's, and that's where women go wrong. And that's why relationships don't work. That's like, God forbid that, you know, something traumatic happened or something with a guy and, you know, my, like, what you want to hear from a guy, like, God forbid, you know, like, uh, my wife, you know, died last year or, you know, that's not something you say on the first date. Like, you know, she got into a bad accident with me driving the car because I was driving reckless and I survived and she didn't. That's not something that, you know, you would say on the first date. Like, establish the relationship first, go out with the person, and then if that comes out, months down the line, you know, you'll be way more understanding because you'll know them as a person and you won't be like, whoa, like that was too much right off the bat. You know, you work your way into it. And women just do not know how to go out on dates. They talk about themselves. They don't really try to get to know the man. And it's just everything is reversed. Well, I I could say the opposite, though. I could say that men don't know how to go on dates and they just talk about themselves. Um you know, and, and everything. I mean, I, I, I had people, I didn't even go out with them. I just on the phone. I, and I, I couldn't get mm-hmm. that hour back of my life. They complained yeah. about, you know, their, their ex, they complained about this. Listen, I got my own fucking problems. I don't need to like, listen to yours. I don't even know you, you know that's, I mean? Right. Exactly. Like that's not a masculine man. That's like, you know, like a, like a bitch. A, <laughs> yeah. Like a beta. Like that's a, a beta little bitch. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a beta, like, what are you doing? Hello? Like, do you want to wear the song in the relationship or let me? Like, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. Well, people just need to understand. I mean, I do think that, you know, it's good to be, um, you know, transparent. But, uh, you know, yeah, there's definitely... um, you know, a, a time and a place, you know, for certain things, but that's, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it is what it is, but that's, but you're better off knowing that though. But you know, that's the thing you have to become like a detective, right? And the minute that, you know, they start showing you, like you could see it right off the bat because if they're a bitch, you're going to know right away. So, you know, you, you got to definitely know that from the get go and know what you're dealing with. But yeah, I mean, there's nothing more uncomfortable than that. And it's so funny that, that he said that you're so mysterious. I've, I've had people say the exact same thing to me. Like, but that's great because it makes, a, you know, a guy chase you more kind of thing and you get better outcomes. And, 
you know, they want to prove themselves to you. Like, wow, you're so mysterious. You must have so many options. Like, what's going on in your life? Like, let me prove myself to you a little more, you know? Like, all right, I could see this going somewhere. Not somebody that just gives it all up front. Where some people believe honesty is the best policy and up front, but would you want to know, like, his worst thing about him, like, up front? Or you'd be like, all right, like, relax. I don't know you. I don't need to know that. We're on a date. Let's just get to know each other. Fun stuff. Like, you know, I I don't feel Keep like... Keep it light. Keep it somebody, light. I feel like... Right. I, I feel like... Why, why do you need to be honest with somebody you met five minutes ago? Like, you don't need to... I, I don't think you need to be honest up front I think I don't think you're using the right word I, I think you should always be honest but I think that what you're saying is is that you don't have to purge uh you know your all of your info in the first five minutes of of you know getting to know somebody I mean you want to be is in a sense being honest like okay this is me you know like take it or leave it I, I think that's a form of honesty yeah but I mean you can't there it is a form of honesty but I, I mean there's a, a way to do it um with out putting your shit on somebody else which I think is what you're trying to say you don't dump on yeah, somebody like, like that because you, you know, can't form an light. opinion right keep it light which I don't do very well but um you know yeah you're supposed to keep it light like you know my friend was saying oh yeah keep the show light tonight and I'm like all right I'll do my best but you know once I started and I was telling him about some of the topics I- and he's like that's not light, Karen. I'm like, well, that's light for me. Like, you know. This is real talk, but this is what people love and this is why they tune in because this is what they want to hear. Like, no other talk show really is going to talk like we talk or how you talk, how other guests talk, other call-ins. It's just not, you know, this is the only platform that gives the people or anyone, like, to feel like that sense of validation like yes like this is what we need to hear or yes good topic and I like that you know you let people you know chime in and call and you let people you know give you topic ideas because you know you listen to them which is why it's so entertaining which is why your shows you know good week to week because people want to tune in because there's nowhere else to tune in to topics like this you know well thank you I appreciate that and you know what I of course I've always said you know if one person you know feels you know I mean I learned something tonight about you know your generation and stuff I I didn't know a lot about that um you know so I always feel like you know if sometimes you know what you just got to talk about certain things and maybe you don't want to you know but you know sometimes you do have to talk about them sometimes you know we have to discuss the fact that you know we got you know these girls that are you know out there everybody's getting freaking STDs now because people can't keep their legs closed and you know they yeah, don't wear condoms. So you know what? That's they, what it is. There could be a, a parent watching right now, listening right now, that you know has a, a, a younger kid and maybe after hearing this they're going to turn around and, and you know have the condom talk. You know maybe they didn't yeah, have it. get on the horn a little bit because they didn't realize how prevalent everything starts. I mean you know, people my age that I've grown up with, this guy I know was like, you know, he's like 23 now or 24, but when he was 16, he lost his virginity to a girl. Like, not even the other way around. Like, it is just so absurd, and I think it's something that needs to be made prevalent. I think, you know, I think I'm a great example because besides my generation, I have two younger sisters, so I just see the patterns getting worse and worse and nobody doing anything about it because these parents don't realize how influential social media is and how 
you know, important it is to really be on top of your kids. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and like I said, I think that, uh, you know what it is, is that look, the iPad became, um, a babysitter, right? Um, you know, how, when, when, when we would go out to, to eat or whatever, you know, the minute that Noah was able to get on that iPad, you would get him on the iPad because it was, you know, it was a babysitter. So it's just, just do me a favor. Just, just be good while we're in the restaurant for the hour. And that's it, you know, and that's, and that's what you're thinking about. Right. But now, and then that's what happens at home. They they don't want the kids to bother them. So they go in, they put them in their bedroom, right? They go in the bedroom right? and then they're in the bedroom and now maybe they're on, they're, they're, they're on the internet. Now you, you don't know if you're not in the room, what that child is exposing themselves to. So right. if, if you have a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old where we're, they're already curious as all hell um, and everybody's built like a brick shithouse now, you know, you, 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 they start seeing certain things. They, right. you know, like, I mean, my son is 10. He knows what transgender is. He, he watches, you know, gay couples, you know, kissing. I mean, he knows all of these things. Is it right? right. Is it wrong? It, it is what it is. It, it, my husband would. Right. Would, Especially when, you know, TV shows now on like NBC or like, you yep. know, like the channels that Mainstream. are allowed to, yep. I guess, yep. expose all that, you know. It's a different I mean, life. It's a different life. It's hard life. because. You know, everyone is so has such a hard time with accepting it, making it okay. But then at the same time, like, do you really want, like you said, do you really want your kids to be exposed to that so young? Like, do you feel like they should know about that at ten? Yeah, and like, I and I, you know what? And the funny thing know, is, is that I'm very open. I mean, I know I've I've talked about this on the show. You know how you know I I had a the a, a condom discussion with my kid. When he was like, you know, he didn't even barely know. I didn't hear it. Oh, yeah. Oh, forget about it. I will go through that. Another, I mean, I'll, I'll, people will get, I don't want to keep people up too late. But yeah, I, right. I mean, I, I had it in different forms. But, you know, he had asked me a question about, um, you know, about condoms. Because, oh, he no, he, what he asked me was about adoption. So he said, Mommy, why would anyone put their kid up for adoption? So Mm -hmm. I said, well, sometimes accidents happen and, you know, they are unable, you know, to take care of the kid. So they put the child up for adoption so that somebody that, you know, can provide a a secure home for them, you know, can can raise them. Perfect answer. So he says, well, how do you have an accident? So I'm like, oh, fuck. So I'm like, (laughs) "Um, well... I'm like, you know how mommy told you? Because, and again, I think I had this conversation when I was like three or four because he was asking me where babies came from. So, of course, I told him that, you know, there's the, the egg and there's the sperm. And At three or four? Whatever it was, I said it. I, I don't remember how old he was. Maybe he was a little bit older than that because he didn't talk so he was three. So he was probably five, maybe. I don't know. So I tried oh to explain God. to him the, the, you know, the egg and the sperm and, you know, that, that once it gets fertilized, that that's how you make a baby. So now he, when he was asking me about the, the adoption thing and, and the, then the mm-hmm. mistake, so I said to him, you remember mommy told you about the egg and the sperm, you know, and that, you know, when two people right. love each other, you know, that, that, that's so, so then he's like, yeah. So then I go, well, he's like, well, where does it come from? 
So I'm like, you know how yeah. like what? Yeah, I know. And it just keeps going. And it's like, OK, what am I going to do now? And you know what? When a kid asks you a question, you should answer the question. Because if you don't, yeah. especially if they're intelligent, because if you don't answer the question, they're going to ask somebody else the question. And they may get right. misinformation at that point. So right, yeah. I said to him, you know, because like boys, when they, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I don't even want to know about it. But they all play with the Pishka deal and all of that, right? So he used to go yeah. off on Very that young. thing. He used to go off yeah. on that thing. So I said, you know, like when you do your Pishy time, I said, eventually when you get bigger, something's going to come out of there. And when it comes out of there, that's where the sperm is. So, you know, I'm having this conversation with him. I'm trying to make it as age appropriate as possible without not giving him the information, you know, that he needed. So I'm a firm believer of you got to let them know certain things because guess what? He knows because he asked and he knows that when he asks me a question, I'm going to answer the question. So, you know, if you don't, you know, address these things, they're never going to know. I mean, you know, when I was a a kid, you know, when my mother showed me how to put in a tampon, like, you know, my mother said when she got her period, my grandmother smacked her across the face because it was some tradition that they do or whatever. And she didn't understand what she did wrong because my grandmother smacked her in the face. So, you know, like, how are we going to teach our children? You know, so my my mom was a hippie. So she was like, yeah, come here. Let me show you how you do this. And I'm like, you know, like I'm throwing up. I don't want to see that shit. But you know what? She was like, this is what you do. So, you know, if you don't teach your children and you don't answer their questions, then Mm -hmm. they're going to go online. They're going to go, especially now, like I'm saying, they could go online and they can learn that. My son would type in on on, uh, YouTube, hot for hot wheels and hot would come up and there'd be some disgusting videos coming up and I'm like oh my god oh my god get that off get that off you know and I would have to tell him that is inappropriate when you see something like that if you see something with this inappropriate it comes off right away if I see you watching that the tv goes off and that's the end of it and he will tell me even now at 10 years old He'll watch something and he'll hear if I hear curse and I hear whatever. He'll go, I'm sorry, mom, that wasn't appropriate. And I had to shut it off. And so he knows. So you have to teach them and show them because guess what? You think that when his friends, if he's with his friends and his friends find a site and there's girls boobs or whatever, he's going to look because, you know, that's what they do. But he's going to turn, you know. Hopefully, he's going to know it and turn in the other direction, if you will. You know what I mean? So, you know, for anybody that's listening that has kids, I mean, you're listening, you're 21 years old, you know, an extremely intelligent, you know, well put together, you. you know, young lady. And, you know, this is coming out of the mouths of babes right now. So, you know, you have to take that into consideration. So any of you that are listening that do have, you know, people in a younger generation, if you haven't had those conversations, you know, you should try. I think it's important because, you know what, it gives, especially from our end, like sometimes we're afraid to approach you. And if you guys approach us, yes, we'll be scared. We'll be like, all right, like, what did we do? Like, but then when you get to talking and you show us that you're understanding and we see that, you know, you're meaning to come from a good place, then, you know, it's, it's less intimidating and it's like we want to talk about it and then that opens you know a whole new like window i I don't even know the word window it's a a window window of opportunity right right 
that come to you now and ask you questions. Hey, you know, mom, dad, remember when we, you know, spoke about this? Like, you know, and it, and it builds that relationship that everyone, you know, Hopes hoping for. that their kids right. would have. Right. Like, and, and that's because it's, you know, it's just like, you know, the, you, when you don't want to talk, look, sometimes you don't want to talk about something. Guess what? That's really when you got to talk about it. Because right. you know, exactly. do you think that, and you know, like for some reason, my kid always asks me stuff at like seven o'clock in the morning or like when right. we're in the car driving and I'm trying to concentrate on the road and they'll ask me one of these questions. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And now you got to come up with this shit. But you know what? Like I said, if they're asking the question, you need to answer the question. And you know what? Anybody exactly. out there listening could say like, she's out of a fucking mind. She told, that's what she told her son. Yeah, that's what I told my son because he asked me a question and the resources are too great and I would rather him know it's going to be if you know hopefully he'll come to me he might might not I think he will but you never know because you know he's very protective because he's you know the boy and you know my mom and all of that but I always leave it open because I want him to be able to have that conversation so he does know what a condom is and God willing he will use one when he decides to have sex which you know I don't want to know about no I'm only kidding but you know I mean I'm just saying you know you you we don't want to have these conversations but if you leave these things certain things you can't leave unsaid I know I'm the wrong person because I don't leave nothing unsaid but you know what I totally come from a house full of that but here's the problem well not the problem here's how I feel about it when you leave things unsaid then where will you be so you know what I know firsthand, we all have experienced it. Look at what happened uh-huh. just with Kobe, with Kobe Bryant. I mean, you got the, yep. the world by the balls. He got the world by his the balls. And this horrific tragedy happens in the blink of an eye, right? All the money in the world, all the power in the world, all the talent in the world. And boom, gone. Okay. Which And you want to know the sickest part too that I heard part of the story, not to interrupt you. Um, they were Catholic, so right before they got on the helicopter, him and his daughter Gigi received communion and then got on the helicopter. Wow. But to me, that's just even more wow. devastating. Well, and uh, it, that just makes it, no, it's, you know, 10 times more. It's like, all, wow. but this is, this is my, this is my point is that you can do everything right. You can, you know, have life by the balls. You could be on the balls of your ass. But you know what? Tomorrow isn't promised. So, you know, sometimes you just got to say it. You know, God forbid something happens to me. My son, I gave him that foundation already. He has that. Mm -hmm. So now, God forbid, anything from there, it goes. So you sometimes, you know what? You got to say what you got to say. Because if God forbid anything happens and, and you leave this earth, people should know always how you felt and always where you stand it shouldn't be that when somebody leaves this earth you're wondering so as as far as I'm concerned you never know and I want people to know how I feel about them if something god forbid happened he knows that he's my entire life he's my whole world and if you don't say that to somebody if you don't let them know that then they 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 will always question right they will always question it so you know I just know how short life is. I mean, even though I was with my husband when he died, we like he went to go play football. He kissed me and told me he loved me when he walked mm-hmm. 10 feet away from me. So those, 
those were the last words that we said to each other and we weren't even apart. You know what I mean? So, you know, this is why you just never know what the next minute brings. So talk, open your mouth, address things. If it's uncomfortable, have a fucking glass of wine before you have that conversation. Hopefully you're not in a call like me at seven o'clock in the morning when I haven't been caffeinated enough. But, you know, those questions are right. going to come. And if you avoid answering questions, you're avoiding giving that in, that that knowledge that is so my, greatly needed. Exactly. Like with, with taking all of what you said into account, in my house, we're all very open and honest with each other. You know, there's no secrets. Um, we keep everything as open as possible. And my mom has a Samsung, but the three of us have iPhones. On my phone, I'm logged into, you know, their Instagrams. And here and there, I'll make them show me their Snapchats. But I'm constantly monitoring what they're doing. And they're fully aware. They know that, you know, if someone requests them, I get the notification. If someone sends them a message, if I'm on the couch and they're in the room, I'll scream. I'll be like, yo, who's that? Like, get out here. Explain it. I want to know everything that's going on. And, you know, I fill in my mom. But my mom is, you know, we're all usually home when all this stuff happens. There's. You know, but when you have that openness, it, you know, it doesn't make you afraid to say anything, to ask questions. It doesn't make you afraid to, you know, speak and have that actual openness. Because some people are afraid to just have that relationship in general. Right. And hopefully ask the question so that, you know, if, right. if, if God forbid, you know, your, your sisters were in a situation, you know, mm-hmm. they... they are comfortable enough to call you and be like, absolutely, Leanna, I, I don't know. I'm scared. I don't know what I did. And it's not that you're going to be like, what did you do? Where are you? Why did you do that? No, it would be, you know, like, okay, you know, we, we got, absolutely. you know, I'll, I'm there in a minute. And I, like, I tell right. my son the same thing. Like, just don't ever lie to me because as long as you tell me the truth, I'll deal with whatever I got to deal with. If you lie to right. me, you won't get in trouble for telling the truth once. But, but you'll get you in know. trouble. You'll get in trouble for lying to me. I'll deal with you with whatever right. repercussions you need because of right. the fact that you did what you shouldn't have done. But right. I will stand behind you 100% as long as I know the truth. If I'm fighting for you absolutely. and you fucking lied to me, I'll, that's when I'm done. I'll kill you right, right. then. And there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, no good. Well, that's. And I'm a- on a side note, I do feel bad that this call was mostly somewhat serious. I felt like, you know, people were like in and out. I don't know. It's okay. Hopefully Listen. Insightful. People enjoyed it. I feel like I guess this is just what the topics needed to be tonight because this is where it all took us. But like you said. Next time I get on the phone, it's going to be, you know, what, what? more... Fun. You know what? Not as serious. Now that you guys know me and know about me, we could, you know, do but, fun topics. And we'll you know what? But here's the thing. This is like you just said before, right? You said it's real talk. So there are people that, you know, stick with us. And, and I've had people message me afterwards and say, mm-hmm. I feel like I just had, you know, therapy. Um, You know, so it's okay. It You know, you are like myself. We're very intense. And so it's of very course. difficult to have those surface, uh, you know, conversations, right? So mm-hmm. you shot straight from the hip as you should. And the conversation went all over the place. We we talked right. about, I think, a lot of interesting topics. I think some of us that are not, 
you know, uh, have our finger on the pulse of your uh, generation. Learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And if they have any questions, feel free. Add me on Facebook. Message me because I am one of the most reliable sources for my age group. And, you know, my sisters are 15 and 16. So I have a wide range of experience and knowledge in that aspect. So Absolutely. Feel well, free. You are t- definitely... Uh, as I, I said to you yesterday, I have much admiration and respect for you. And I as do I for you. I love you, Karen. Well, thank you. I love you. And, you know, I'm proud of you and every, you know, who you are. And, you know, I mean, your whole family, I, I happen to be quite fond of, um, you know, and it's just, you know, thank you. it's a it's it. This is a, a hard life, um, you know, and, and to balance all of it. And you have a lot on your plate and you're doing it with, you know, grace. And um, thank you. You know, I you, try every day. Well, you know what? Like you said, day by day. Right. That's all any of us can do is take it one day at a time. Yep. So uh, it's less overwhelming. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, it is. And it only gets worse. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, it just continues to get overwhelming, which is why so many people self-medicate. Um, obviously, you're right. going into a um, a field where you're going to see so many different aspects of life because you're going to see people that, kill th- that are killing themselves. You're going to see people that are fighting for their life. You're going to see people, mm-hmm. you know, on all gamuts uh, you know, so you're going to see a lot more. I mean, you know, sadly, you know, on our every day, yes, we lose people that we love, but you know, mm-hmm. we don't watch somebody, you know, you're, you're going to be there and, and it's going to be a life or death thing. And you're, there are going to be people that are going to die and you're, you know, it, it, that you're working on and you know, that, right. that will change you, you know, uh, forever. Just the same way that a police officer will watch somebody, you know, get shot in the head. You know, Absolutely. I mean, you have to, I, and I think about that, you know, every so often because it's, it, it's just so prevalent, especially right now. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. There's so much. So you have so, you know, there's a lot going on. So, you know, you're going to learn even more. So it's going to get even tougher. But, you know, with knowledge is power, right? So you're you're just going to keep learning and being the best Jew and inventing you. And maybe, you know, who knows, maybe you'll save your generation somehow, some way. (laughs) Maybe. You know, this is not the first I've been told that. I, I like you know, like, I, I know all my qualities. I know who I am as a person. I know, you know, what I stand for. I'm not afraid, you know, anything like that. But I wish in that aspect, everyone sees how high my potential can really go. And for me, you know, I'm still younger. Like, yes, like, I, I have some sort of idea, but I wish I just believed even more what everybody else sees. And I think It'll that come. that's something that I'm trying to work on. It'll and I, come. I think it comes with yeah, exactly. It'll come. I was just gonna say. Yep. I think it comes with time. But It'll come. It'll come. You're you're not. I have you know, all the right people in my corner for it. It'll, so I'm very blessed that way. It will come, my love. Trust me when I tell you that. Well, yes. Next time we will definitely, um, you know, do. Uh, we'll 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 keep it. We'll make it be make it a little lighter. Uh, but yes. you know what? I I I loved it just the way it was. I think you're awesome. So did I. And uh, thank you to everybody thank that's you. on the feed right now. That is, um, yeah, thank you. That is in, that that said that they enjoyed the show. So don't think you were too much because everybody is was right here along track and you know are are enjoyed the show as well. 
So I thank you so much, my baby girl. And uh, I hope that you sleep well. And tomorrow thank you don't you, stress. Karen. Same to you. I hope you don't stress out too much tomorrow at school. No, I, I happen to be off during the day. So I plan on sleeping in a little bit and getting that, as we said, self-care that's needed. I need to, you know, I think I need to give myself that little bit of clarity. So that's what I plan on doing. Good for you. Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, your birthday, when are you celebrating your birthday? Uh, actually, it's along with Anthony Mangini's 50th at Noma on Saturday, February 29th. He okay. was absolutely super generous to include me on the flyer, which, you know, I thank him so much for because at the end of the day, it is his birthday and it's about him. But for him to include me, you know, meant a lot to me. So, well, you got I it. Well, you got a big birthday. There. You got a big birthday, 21, 21 and 50. So, you know, those are two monumental, uh, you know, birthdays, uh, you know, yeah, you're in life yes yeah, so it's two monumental birthdays so if anybody wants to see liana for her birthday go check it out at noma social in uh new rochelle new york right radisson hotel yes yes so there Saturday, you go february 29th yes so leap, that's where i'll be leap year right Yes, leap year. Yeah, look 366 that. days, so that should be the good luck day. There you go. All good luck. Well, I wish you all good luck, and um, I hope to get to see you soon. Yes, me too. Thank uh, you so much for having me. Thank you guys for listening. I really enjoyed doing the show. Thank like you. Like I said, feel free to reach out. Um, I'm here. I'm always here. All right. Thank you, baby girl. All right. Love you. Talk love to you. Guys later. All right. Bye. Bye. What an amazing young lady. Um, you know, I, I, I can't say enough. She's just such a doll. Um, hopeful, I think she will save the generation because everything she just told us today really scares the shit out of me. I, I, I think I'm going to lock my son in his room and not let him out until he's like 50. <laughs> But what are you going to do? But I want to thank you all for uh, tuning in this evening. I am sorry about the technical difficulties that I had earlier. Um, I want to give a big shout out again to Steve, DJ Simply Nice, for doing the um, pregame and getting me amped up. Um, and uh, let's see, what else do we got? So next Tuesday, I got my girl Mary coming back, and we're going to do a rant next week. We did a rant uh, I don't know, six months ago and we, everybody really liked it. So next week we're ranting. So if you want to rant about anything, get on the feed and we'll rant together. Again, I thank you guys for tuning in. I apologize that I don't always get a chance to interact with you. So I will always try to do a show where I can interact with you. Thank you for the positive feedback. Sharing is caring. Please do subscribe to, um, I am on uh, like every podcast available. Um, please subscribe whenever you can. I'm on TuneIn where you can listen to Miami Mike Radio as well. Just hit that heart button so we become your favorites and you can always tune in. You can actually tell Alexa, if you have Alexa, by the way, you say, Alexa, play Miami Mike Radio on TuneIn. Or Alexa, play Real Talk with Karen Stacy on TuneIn. 
So you just tell Alexa and she'll play it on the speaker. So, you know, if you want to listen to great music while you clean in the house, you just tell Alexa and she'll hook that up, <laughs> which I think is so cool. So I just want to remind you guys um, about our shows. We have a lot of stuff. We have some new stuff brewing. You can stay tuned on that. Um, so Mondays we have uh, the Tech House with DJ Luke at 12 o'clock. And then we have the ride home with the Portuguese Prince, uh, DJ Paulie, and his co-host, Donna, from 6 to 9. Uh, we are awaiting the return of Mind Candy Mondays with DJ Rob Bush. And uh, Tuesdays, now Tuesdays is double trouble. That's what we'll call on Tuesdays now. Because Tuesdays, we have DJ Simply Nice doing the afternoon mix, which is from 1 to 3. And then I got him doing the pregame from 7 to 8. And then, of course, what would your Tuesday be without Real Talk, right? So you got um, Real Talk with Karen Stacy at 8. So we got Double Trouble Tuesdays. That's what I'm calling it. I'm renaming Tuesdays, and I'm calling it Double Trouble Tuesdays. So uh, Wednesdays, we have the Classics with Mike Malata from 5 to 7. And then we have the Mayhem Loyal Listener Show with Hamilton Czar and Maymay at 8 p.m. Thursdays is the Traffic Jam with DJ Michael Anthony. And then Fridays, we have new The Hypnotic Fridays with DJ Simply Nice. Saturdays, we have the Gazi Show at 8 p.m. And then Sundays, we have the Classics again with DJ Mike Malata. So, and then uh, DJ Simply Nice has been uh, doing a lot of pop-ups as well. So, you know, there's never a bad time to tune in. And now you can tell Alexa to tune in for you. So, I just want to thank you guys again for tuning in. And uh, I will see you next week. We're going to start ranting. I know, more rants. <laughs> All right. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you to Liana for calling in. All right. Bye. Signing off on MiamiMikeRadio.com.